Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Now, we have a different kind of episode for you today. We're going to talk about putting the cult in your culture. And this podcast is for, well, it's for people crazy enough to go big. How do you go big with the culture in your business? How do you go big with the culture in your organization? And it's, it's funny. Many businesses talk about culture or they aspire to create or achieve a particular culture. And what does this mean anyway? Because if you think about it, don't all organizations already have a culture? Something exists, and it may not be the culture they desire, but something is already present. Just like every individual has a personality, every organization has a culture. It may not be ideal, but there is no such thing as an absent company culture. And the deeper question might be, what is triggering this conversation inside so many businesses. I believe the trigger is a desire to change at the organizational level. How do we change? Change our culture. Is it as simple as changing culture? Or the trigger could be a new book or speech on culture that triggers a CEO to question her company's culture. You know, we've all heard famous sayings like culture eats strategy for breakfast. Get the culture thing right and everything else works out. So there's this desire. This desire is rooted in this need to understand our own organizational reality. Because if we understand it, we have a better chance for change. And, you know, you hear things like, you know, if, if, if you have a good culture, then your business will attract and retain good people. But how many organizations really understand what a corporate culture is? So if we look to Indeed, Indeed says corporate culture is an organization's values, ethics, vision, behaviors, and work environment. It makes each company unique, impacting everything from public image to employee engagement and retention. If employees share a company's ethics, vision, and other cultural elements, it can positively affect a company's bottom line. They go on to say that companies with exemplary corporate culture often have high workplace morale, with a highly engaged, productive staff. So they're saying that if you have a great culture, then people are going to be more engaged and by so being more productive. Hmm. Let's dig into this a little bit. I think this is going to be an interesting topic for you. I think you're going to enjoy this episode. If talking about culture is something that is interesting to you. 
So like personality, you already have a culture. Every organization has a culture. And changing your culture requires an understanding of your current reality. My good friend David Friedman's book, Culture by Design, is a testament to being intentional about your culture. He says culture by design, not chance. And I believe corporate enlightenment occurs when you know yourself organizationally. And people, most companies don't know themselves. They don't know what their culture represents to the people that work within the organization. They have this idea, and this idea is scripted by the values that they hang on walls, these lithographs that you see adorning corporate workspaces and corporate common areas. They believe that putting those on the wall will identify their culture. And I'm telling you that many companies aspire to be what they hang on the wall. Hmm. So technically, let's see what the word means. The word culture comes from cultivating, cultivating, more specifically from Latin cultura, a cultivating agriculture, figuratively care, culture, and honoring from past participle stem of colore to tend, guard, to till, cultivate. We're digging deep into this examination today. You're going to get a lot of information that you might not have expected. And we're going to examine the word differently. Cultures are usually noticeable when they're uncommon, when they're different. And there's many examples of cultures that are, well, not just another carbon copy of another organization. Texas A&M University and the Texas Aggies are a unique culture. I mean, many traditions and things that make them different. The Marine Corps is a unique culture. Companies like Apple are cult-like organizations. And you know these organizations when you encounter them because they seem to be a little odd, a little unique. Well, guess what? Considering our title today, the word cult, according to Merriam-Webster, shares an origin with culture and cultivate. Cult comes from the Latin cultus, a noun with meanings ranging from tilling, cultivation, to get this, training or education, to adoration. In English, a cult has evolved several meanings following a fairly logical path. The earliest known use of the word, recorded in the 17th century, broadly denoted worship. Hmm. Interesting. So the best definition of a cult is the object of such devotion, usually a group of people characterized by such passion. Now, 
Now we're getting to something useful. So a common denominator for all cults is devotion. People are devoted to something. Or an organization becomes dedicated to something. This should be becoming a little more clear for you now. What is a cult? What is culture? So defining your culture can be as simple as determining what you are devoted to as a group of people. What are the things your people are devoted to within your organization? What are the things your leadership teams are devoted to within your organization? It could be traditions. It could be, it could be your values that you espouse. But when you identify those devotions, you will better understand your culture. So here's a big question. Here's a pivotal question. What if you as the leader, the CEO, the general manager, the vice president, whatever your title is, what if you don't know what you are devoted to as a business? Ask yourself, what are we devoted to? Is it anything more than just making a profit? Is it anything more than just delivering goods and services on time? What if you don't know what you're devoted to as a business? That's a more beautiful question. And I'm glad you asked. Because it likely means you have a culture by chance. You are a typical organization with little devotion from your people. Ouch. People are there because you pay them. And that's it. People are there because you give them a certain standard of quality in life. And that's it. They're not devoted to anything more than the paycheck in their pocket. And if the paycheck is no longer there, what else holds them to your organization? If a competitor wants to lure them away from your business, what else holds them to your organization. Years ago, I asked a humorous question during a speech. I asked this question. How many of your employees have your company tattoo, your logo, company logo tattooed on their bodies? Because that's devotion. And the question was meant to be humorous. But as it turns out, the problem is a serious question to ponder considering the love of body ink these days. And to add insult to injury, to make this story more interesting, I recently gave a speech in North Louisiana to a large audience, and I asked the question, how many people have their company logo tattooed on their body? And a lady jumped from her chair and yelled, I do. Folks, I'm not often speechless, but I was pretty speechless at that moment. And the only thing I could think to do, luckily I had a cordless microphone 
was to walk off the stage, microphone in hand, to see this for myself. True story. She showed me her leg, and the business she'd worked for for many years, she had the tattoo near her right ankle. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So here's a different way to ask the question. How cool is your company? Because as it turns out, your level of coolness is a mirror for devotion. And no matter what you take from today's podcast, people want to belong to something because belonging has always helped humans survive. Belonging is deeply rooted in our DNA. Great cultures tap into that sense of belonging by exuding a different version of normal. Think of all the cult-like organizations you know. Oh, they're like a cult over there. There's almost always something weirdly different about them. And they dare to call these weirdly different things traditions. They are traditionally weird in a unique way. And it's so cool when you ask them about these traditions, their response is, you wouldn't understand. So I believe collective weirdness is an indication of healthy organizational culture. Hmm. So what do you do about this? How do you address this? How do you even start the conversation within your organization? (sighs) Great question. Great question. In a culture audit, I help organizations identify and define their existing and potential uniqueness. How do you do that, John? How do you find out your own weirdness? Well, this work is done by closely examining group behaviors and deviations from existing norms. Hmm. Sounds pretty complicated. Well, these deviations, when you expand them, they're clues for your organization's cultural potential. David Friedman calls these fundamentals. In other words, your culture defines your collective behaviors. And Friedman postulates that identifying your collective fundamentals, which I call behaviors, by the way, he calls them fundamentals. He said, by identifying your collective fundamentals and doing them intentionally, is a powerful method to design your culture as an intention, deliberately. And I believe Friedman is on to something. So another way to put the cult in culture is to be uncompromising about things in your organization. Compromising on your behaviors and traditions erodes your culture. When you say you're going to behave one way and you don't, people lose devotion. 
they lose the belief that you really mean what you say. And every time you compromise, you lose a little of your culture. And when you do, it becomes easier to compromise again and again. So companies with strong cultures are quirky and strange. They do odd things. And odd things is a good thing. It requires a strong leadership team to be different on purpose. I coined the term anti-ordinary in my 2009 book, Leadership Among Idiots. Now that book is available to you free, free to download at www.johngrubs.com. Go there and you'll be prompted to download the book. It's a free gift I give to everybody who listens to me speak, listens to my podcast. You can have that book for free just for giving me the most precious thing one human can give another, and that's your time. For listening to me, you get that book. And it is a humorous look at servant leadership. But this idea of being anti-ordinary is the whole theme of this podcast. The theme of being crazy, different, in a good way. So if you cannot name five weird things about your organization, you likely have a culture by chance. I mean, think about the weird organizations you know. They do things differently. Amazon. Jeff Bezos started Amazon, and they have what they call door desks. People get door desks, go down to a hardware store and buy a traditional door and prop it on legs, could be propping it on filing cabinets, and you now have an inexpensive door. And that door is meant to remind people that no matter how big they get, they come from humble beginnings. He named a building day one to keep a day one mentality as an organization. Weird things. So let me say it again. If you cannot name five weird things about your organization, you have a culture by chance, not design. And here's another weird thing for you. I work with a wonderful organization that is relentless when it comes to housekeeping. What are you relentless about? What are you unwavering about? They're relentless when it comes to housekeeping, how clean they keep their facilities. They're a manufacturing organization. Relentless about cleanliness. And here's the weird thing. The office restroom where the executives go has a sign reminding you to wipe out the sink after washing your hands. That's weird. It's weird. But weird in a cool way. This weird sign is a constant reminder that housekeeping is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. And there's many other weird things that they do, but consequently, they are a highly demanding organization. It's highly demanding to work for them because they have high expectations for all team members. 
And by the way, their perseverance produces results and profitability. They make money. And they're unapologetic about the fact that everyone will not be successful in this organization. People do get fired if they don't fit. And that is also intentional. Because if just anyone can belong, it would no longer be cult-like. Hmm. Interesting. Is your organization cult-like? So as we get ready to close, following are some questions for you to process in your mind about this topic. These questions will give you the runway you need to think about this podcast more deeply and hopefully cause you to take some sort of action. So what makes your organization a little strange by comparison with others? There's no strangeness in your organization. You have a culture by chance. What are you unwilling to compromise about? You will not compromise about these things. And here's a powerful question. What traditions have you formed in your business? And then probably my favorite, what are some peculiar rituals in your organization? Could be a meeting. Could be the way you have a meeting. The Ritz-Carlton does a daily stand-up where they talk about one of their fundamentals every day. All 41,000 employees talk about this fundamental of the day, fundamental of the week, fundamental of the month. They all do it, and they do it every day. It's a ritual. And finally, how many of your people have your company logo as a tattoo? It's a great question. It's silly in one regard and powerful in another. Because if you're not cool enough for people to want to wear that logo, if you're not a place to work that makes them feel some form of devotion, some form of special belonging, then you probably do not have a culture by design. So remember, this podcast is for people crazy enough to go big. People crazy enough to get the logo tattooed on their body. Because crazy people have done all the amazing things throughout history. Crazy people go big when others are afraid. Crazy people take a chance when others are inhibited by fear. Crazy people go to the moon. Crazy people are going to go to Mars. Crazy people invent things that people don't even know they want. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.